Greetings. This is Steve Humble, recording another Humble Perspective on a beautiful late summer, early fall day here in central Kentucky. This perspective is for September 10th, 2022. It's another of my horse stories, and I've titled it Dandy's Problem. My great uncle, Lester Beale, whose son Eddie had the pony featured in the first of these stories, kept a few horses on his farm. One of them, named Wendy, seemed like a magnificent horse to me when I was a young boy. Wendy's coat was light reddish brown. I first rode her when I was about eight, and she seemed huge to me, although in reality, as riding horses go, she was probably on the small side of medium. As far as I can remember, Wendy was the first full-sized horse that I rode alone. For that reason, she remains a favorite in my memories. Thinking back now all these years later, her best qualities were probably her gentleness and dependability. A youngster could ride her safely. She could be trusted not to act up if something unexpected happened or if she was being handled by an inexperienced rider. It's amazing how different Wendy looked to me when, at age 15, I saw her the last time. She was much smaller than I remembered, so thin her ribs showed, and she was sway back, too. In the years after first riding Wendy, I had several opportunities to ride. One that sticks in my memory took place during another visit to Grandma Geiger's home in Maryland. Uncle Lorraine, husband and mom's sister Pauline, took me over the state line further up Big Savage Mountain to the northeast of Wellersburg, Pennsylvania, where his uncle Lester Corns had a farm on which he kept a few horses. The time with Uncle Lorraine is memorable because of his lively personality, because of the beautiful Palomino on which he rode, and because of the natural beauty and broad vistas we saw as we rode through the fields and the woods along the mountainside. My experiences with horses took on a different dimension, however, the summer I was 14, when Dad bought a horse at the horse sale held monthly at the nearby Pickaway County Fairgrounds. We named our horse Dandy which turned out to be appropriate because he was a good-looking horse and also even-tempered, willing to do nearly anything asked of him. He was a dandy horse, solidly built with a brownish-gray coat, more gray in the winter, more brown in the bright light of summer. He had a great temperament. Like Uncle Lester's horse, Wendy, Dandy was trustworthy even when my younger sisters and little brother would ride. In fact, he could hardly be made to go above a slow trot when carrying an inexperienced rider. Yet when Dad or I rode, Dandy was agile and would run plenty fast. However, a problem showed up not long after we got him. Soon after even a relatively hard ride, a swelling about an inch and a half wide and about two inches high would appear on Dandy's right shoulder. It would go down after a few days, but then appear after the shoulder was worked hard again. Dad had a veterinarian come out to look at it. After watching Dandy walk and after feeling the bump, 
the vet's diagnosis was quick and to the point. There's a foreign object in the shoulder muscle and I'll need to do surgery to take it out, he said. And he did. After putting Dandy to sleep, the vet made about an eight inch cut in the shoulder, removed about two pounds of scar tissue, inside of which he found a triangle shaped piece of glass about an inch wide and two inches high. That piece of glass had obviously been there for some time because so much scar tissue had gradually formed around it. Moderate use of the shoulder had not caused a visible problem, but running made the glass move around, which did more damage to the muscle and caused more scar tissue to form. After the vet had removed the scar tissue, he sewed the edges of the wound together, but he did not completely close it. He wanted the wound to heal from the inside out so that the muscle would have room to rebuild. It took several weeks for the shoulder to heal enough that the wound completely closed and Dandy could be ridden again. It was more than a year before the dent where the scar tissue had been removed filled out enough that it was not immediately noticeable. Eventually, though, Dandy was as good as new. That piece of glass in Dandy's shoulder became an object lesson for me regarding the effect of sin in a person's life. We were created whole. We were created to worship, that is, to obey and to serve God as his adopted sons and daughters. Sin, like that three-corner piece of glass, is a foreign object, something that entered in through human disobedience. The immediate wound caused by sin may heal over on the exterior, but the core of our being, our heart, and our mind is damaged. Sin may lie dormant in some situations. However, it keeps causing internal damage as we go on about our living. Inevitably, it shows up in our behavior as well. Destructive habits grow and begin to control us. Our relationships are damaged, sometimes irreparably. Sin not dealt with will render us unable to fulfill the purpose for which we were created, so that no matter what we may achieve, we are never fully satisfied. We were created in the image of likeness of God in order to reveal the glory of His character and the way, His way of ruling the creation. Trouble is, as the Apostle Paul succinctly put it, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23 Left to ourselves, every one of us misses the mark. We fail to reflect God's image accurately. Thankfully, there is good news. God, who is the relentless Redeemer, has made provision through Jesus to heal and restore us. Not only will he remove the scar tissue and forgive the sins we've committed, God will do a heart transplant. He will replace the heart made stony by scar tissue with an uncorrupted heart of flesh. What's more, God's own spirit will work within us to renew our minds and to train us to live and bring us into the glory for which we were created. Ezekiel wrote on behalf of God as a prophet of God I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you 
I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. You shall be my people and I will be your God. I will deliver you from all your uncleannesses. That's Ezekiel 36, 26-28, New King James Version. God bless you all.